This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. Today we're going to talk about a subject that most of you avoid. The excuse, I'm too busy making money. However, I don't want you to end up like a former client did. He was 45 years old and suddenly died of a heart attack. There was no plan. His wife sold everything off at a fire sale because she didn't run, want to run the business. Don't think that it won't happen to you. It might not, yet it's better to be prepared. My guest today, Sammy Nolo. Did I do that right? Nolo. Nolo. Sorry, Sammy. Of course. <laughs> All right. My guest, I'll just start there again. My guest today, Sammy Nalo, will give you 10 easy tips for creating an estate plan. Sammy, welcome to Contractor Sense. Thank you so much, Ruth. It's a pleasure to be here. My pleasure is, all, is, is having you there. I mean, was I right with everybody saying they don't want to do an estate plan? It's a very common issue. People typically just avoid the subject because they don't want to think about what would happen to them because they know the answers are never pleasant. And it's a waste of energy for them to think about unpleasant answers when they can just think of making more money, as you indicated, because that's always the easiest answer. Every time there's always a problem, for many business owners, the answer is just, well, more money. And going out there to get more money, if you have money, money will solve the problems. And it's this endless loop that avoids the initial question that they were trying to answer in the first place. Right. So we're we're in a situation where none of us, you know, all of us look at it and say, okay, we're going to live to whatever da 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 da. Right. However, we don't always live to da 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 da. Right. And 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 I've seen situations with contractors like this one, even some other ones where not having a plan really caused a lot of problems on Absolutely. the back end, especially with their businesses. Mhm. I mean, the IRS came in and, and, and basically valued it at some crazy number, which it shouldn't have been valued at, and you got estate taxes to pay. It's very possible. Estate taxes are always an issue that you know many business owners don't understand, that just because they're earning income at a certain amount doesn't mean the IRS is going to value their business at a, a different number, and then if it has to be sold... That's a whole nother matter entirely. Right. And a lot of them sold, sold them for to pay their estate taxes. Exactly. Which is where we don't want to go. And this mm-hmm. is where you can come in, correct? Of course. Absolutely. So you're a lawyer by profession. Yes. And you've started basically specializing in, in estate planning. So how did that happen? Well, for me, when I graduated law school, I went into a, a, a various few fields, but before I was even graduated, I was working with my father, who was a inter- he owned a company called International Business Technologies. He was a consultant who worked with various companies, architecting uh, computer designing programs. Okay. Because of that, he was also disabled, and so what I had to do was step in as uh, his program over manager, making sure that he was there on time, making sure that uh, I saw a lot of the legal contracts that would come into him for him to sign as a subcontractor or so forth. And so I really let me learn the value of making sure that to protect my father fundamentally from people who were trying to take advantage of his poor English speaking skills and understanding of it and making sure that he was protected against liability in case whoever was messing up or messing around that he was avoids that. Uh, What also came to me uh, then I went to uh, working for other corporations in the same manner, protecting their business owners. 
one of the things that I really fundamentally learned was that I was basically going around with a with a fire extinguisher trying to put out every <laughs> single fire I saw. And I'm like, Sammy, you gotta help me. If if this if this goes bad, if this goes then I'm gonna lose my house, I'm gonna lose my cars, I'm gonna lose my business. I'm like, there's gotta be a better way of preventing this from happening in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's where I learned about estate planning because estate planning also was a fundamental protection tool for business owners to help them plan their estates to make sure everything goes well, but also protect their businesses and their livelihoods and everything else because fundamentally that's what they're asking lawyers to do. Sometimes there's a lawyer. You can have three people come to your house. You can have the guy with the fire hose or you can have the guy who installs the fire extinguishers to prevent that in the first place. I'd rather have the guy who has the fire extinguishers. Exactly. The sprinkler system going off yeah. and every time there's a fire, automated, making sure that everything's fine so you don't have to worry about risking losing half your, 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 everything you own because you weren't prepared for a fire. All right. So how painful is the process? The, painful, the process of, of planning your estate yeah. is only as painful as you make it because it's a very straightforward process. It's just it takes a lot of, you know, deep thinking about exactly how you're going to handle these matters and, and trying to plan, make a plan. Making a plan is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. For a lawyer to execute it, that's relatively straightforward. It just takes a lot of time for the lawyer and, and you to really have a fundamental conversation to understand exactly what you're trying to accomplish and then putting the plan in place to accomplish it. Yeah, I, I find a lot of, especially HVAC contractors who have two kids in the business, mm -hmm. they don't want to make a decision that one person's going to be in charge. Of course, no. <laughs> and that's what prevents it a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the tough decision. It is. And, I, and there's a lot of things that you can really fundamentally uh, make sure that when you are planning your estate, that you take these subjects in mind and you just make sure that you have to make some tough decisions and you just have to set it in stone. Yeah, and you have to tell them. You have to tell them. Yeah, that's the tough part is the telling them. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was interesting because I've, I've seen over the years where owners, dads, mm -hmm. re absolutely refused to make a decision for the kids mm -hmm. and it caused havoc. Right, and they just say, figure it out. And you can't, you can't do that because it's your, you, it's your estate. The way your kids view you is that you've always been the patriarch. Mm -hmm. you, uh, you've always been making the decisions. And if you're leaving this final, most important decision up to them, they're going to have no sense of direction. And that's going to fall apart very quickly. And that's why most businesses don't make it through the second generation. Right, exactly. Uh, I believe uh, various journals have said that only 40% of various business owners have a succession plan to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then only 12% of those work. Lovely. So we're at, uh, you know, 4.8% basically exactly. working, less than 5% working. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Mm -hmm. Now, so, you know, if you want to protect your legacy and you want to protect your grandchildren, so to speak. Exactly. It, it's time to make the tough decisions. Exactly. And so once they make that really tough decision, and, and really to me, that is the toughest decision that you have to make. Right. Uh, then, then what happens, it's very easy. Sammy, you and I would get together. We'd have a conversation about it. You'd put the plan in place and it'd be done. Right. Yes and no. All right. Well, hold the yes and no because we've got to take a break. Okay. All right. So we'll be right back. We're going to answer the yes and no when we get back from break. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We'll be right back. I've seen my clients' salespeople struggle when a customer asks why they should use your company rather than the competition when your price is higher and you both are proposing the same equipment. 
I've seen technicians struggle when customers ask them whether they should replace an 18-year-old air conditioner. And most salespeople and technicians never ask the one question that most customers are concerned about, yet never ask. Can I trust you? I found a tool that gives your salespeople and technicians the ammunition to answer this question and more. And the tool works. How do I know? 68% of my clients are using it to increase sales and referrals. What is it? A trust book with your name on it as the author. More details are at HVACTrustBooks.com. Warning, there is only one contractor per area that can get these great books. Some areas are already taken. They've gone to my clients. If you want your area and want to have a tool for your salespeople and technicians to increase referrals and sales, then go to HVACTrustBooks.com now and reserve your area. Eliminate costly warranty leak repair headaches. Three years ago, Ruth King wrote a leak policy letter for one of her clients who was dealing with huge warranty leak issues. When she gave the letter to technicians and trained them on how to use it, warranty leaks went from zero, that's right, zero. Then she gave the letter to one of her other clients and any contractor who wanted it. The results? The same, zero warranty leak repairs. The unexpected benefits? An increase in replacement sales. Ruth shares the letter with anyone and everyone who wants it. So get your sample leak policy letter for free. No strings, no catches, no guarantee of results. Go to hvacchannel.tv or call us at 877-520-4321. Click on the link in the middle of the homepage to get your free leak policy letter. I hope you experience zero warranty leak repairs and eliminate a major costly headache. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm here talking about estate planning, which we started right before the break and saying, all right, once we made the tough decision, Sammy and I have a conversation. He goes, yes and no. All right. So what's yes and no? So yes and no is fundamentally that for business owners specifically, there's three parts to it when planning your estate. There's a legal the documentation that is necessary to actually make sure that the framework is there. But then there's the business decision because just because I, as a lawyer, can put the framework behind it, and that's the easy part, that's the yes part, mm -hmm. the no part is actually structuring your business to survive without you, making sure that you put your son or whoever you're going to be leaving in charge to know about the business, to understand his style, to coordinate with other people, and to make sure that everyone else in the organization understands that if something happens to me, he's in charge mm -hmm. and you better follow him. Right. And then making sure that your son or your daughter, whoever's going to take over the business, is prepared to step into your shoes. Because one part of it is the legal framework and the other part of it is the style and making sure the management is there. Yeah, the legal is probably the easy part. Yes. The style is probably the tough part. Exactly. So do a lot, in your experience, do a lot of owners say, okay, I'm still around, I'm going to step back and let you run it and make sure you can run it while I'm still alive? Is that how it works a lot of times? It, it really depends on where you are as far as your health and as, as far as your 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 personal preference and your, of course your son, your child's preference as well uh, you always want to make sure that if they are going to be taking over the business that they have a fundamental understanding of it yeah minor detail right of course yeah. <laughs> and it, that that might take years it, it took you what five ten years to build the business that you have successfully taken care of your children with it's going to take them the same amount of time to fundamentally understand and be able to run it in your shoes if you're gone. Mm -hmm. All right, let's assume that it's not necessarily a child, but maybe we recreate an ESOP or something along those correct. lines. So both of those are part of an estate plan, correct? Yes. Okay. So it, it might not be our kids. It might be somebody who's been a great you know, manager, an operations manager, exactly. 
who kids not interested or something along those lines, and you you can create the ESOP too. Yes. All right. I think we better explain what an ESOP is. An ESOP is a employee shared uh, a stock program that basically allows you to divulge the ownership of your business to various uh, entities, the various executive officers inside of your business, so that everyone has a fundamental interest in the success of your company. Because think of it like a stock of a corporation. You are giving them a portion of it. And you're saying, hey, if you can build this business up, it'll be very profitable to everybody. Mm-hmm. And that way, you're giving them various people interest, and you're going from there. One of the things that also you want to make sure that you're doing at the same time is creating a trust that owns your contracts of the business, your primary ownership of the business, so that even though you're passing on the responsibility of the success to these individuals and these executives, that you your portion of your interest in this company is given to your children in a way that they can manage the company still, kind of like a board of directors. Got it. So that you can make sure that your kids, while they might not own the complete company, can still be the board. It's kind of like the board of the Ford Motor Company who exactly. really are not involved in the day-to-day running of the business. Exactly. So you have the Ford family. that They, they don't run the, the business, but they're not going to be asking for money anytime soon. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, you know, when when those of you who are listening, you've heard you've seen the thing that says, you know, employee owned and stuff like that. That's what an ESOP really and exactly. truly is. So, that's another option if you have no children who are really wanting the business or you have great managers who you really want to reward as part of, of of what is going on. So, you know, I've jokingly said, you know, it's the yes and the no and 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 putting together the legal piece of it. About how long does this normally take? You know, you and I sit down, we've made the tough decision that basically says, you know, John's going to own it. Um, I'm going to tell Steve that, you know, his brother's going to be majority shareholder and nothing against Steve is in his capabilities, but I've chosen John to do this. So the process usually takes about, I would say, four to six weeks. Okay. Because you have to fundamentally, the first part is say, I, I, I want to do this. Second part is creating the plan. The Creating the plan is the longest part because it's a matter of fundamentally understanding who you want to be, di- who you want to give what to, mm-hmm. how you want to give it to them, what guidelines that they take the money under, uh, where that money goes, how the business is supposed to operate, and setting out that plan. That plan takes a while. Okay. Uh, and then, but once that plan is done, fundamentally created in your mind about what you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. it takes us about two to three weeks to r- draft that all into place and then sign all the contracts. Got it. And it doesn't only have to be with the business. It could be with their house, their, you know, any assets they own outside the business Absolutely. too. It can include everything. Exactly. The, their house, their, their cars, their watches, their family heirlooms, art even. Yeah. So we're talking specifically because it's a, you know, a podcast for owners and managers yes. about the business side of an estate plan, but it truly is a plan for everything. Absolutely. So, so don't think that, okay, you have the business decision done. You don't have to worry about anything else. Doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You still have to worry about everything. Exactly. So that's cool. I, I want to share a story if I could. Absolutely. Um, there was uh, We are now into generation, starting to be generation four. But the original owner of this particular company, um, and I don't want to say it on the air, but it was 1919, mm-hmm. and he started a heating company up in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And he had three sons who actually ran the business. And then those three sons had children, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to run the business. Right. 
So they hired what I called the Troika. And when I went in there, we were building the service department up. And so that's what my jo job was to help them build their service department. But these three guys actually ran the company. It was all in trust and everything else along those lines. And the three brothers would come up once a quarter and look at everything else and leave. Got it. And, and it ran profitably. Excellent. It ran well. But, I mean, it was all done through an estate plan. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. Exactly. That's yeah. the, the benefit of doing so. Is just, uh, Have you ever heard the concept of doing a setting up a trust fund? Uh -huh. Making sure that your children will be profiting off the success of your company that you built. But you just got to make sure somebody's there to run it for them. And that they... Uh, the person running the business and that your children are all on the same page about what's going on. Yeah, and and now the Troikas, what I call the three who run at the Troika, they hired, they've retired, and they've hired their replacements. Exactly. Which I think is cool, and it's mm -hmm. still in the family. Exactly. And, and, and it's worked very, very, very well. Is there anything that, from your perspective, that they should watch out for when they're trying to come up with this process for where they want their estate to go? The things that they should avoid is sometimes if you talk to estate planning attorneys, they might talk about revocable or irrevocable trusts, which trusts are the, the concept of being making sure that you take things out of your name so that if you're no longer around, the, the trust is managing the assets. Uh, but one of the things that you want to make sure that is you avoid tax issues uh, because fundamentally, like you mentioned, you have estate taxes. You have to make sure that your plan is setting up to avoid that in particular, that you are making sure that you avoid taxation issues because some lawyers might recommend things that are good for you paper-wise as far as what you want, but not necessarily good for you tax-wise. And finding a balance between what you want and making sure that your, your your family gets to keep the majority of what they make is, is fundamental. Got it. All right, Sammy, if somebody wanted to talk with you and, and consult with you and have you do their estate plan, where do they find you? Of course, uh, we are on nowlolaw.com. Uh, it's our, our lovely website. You can also find us on Google, and we also have our information uh, available on LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, and if you just want to make a quick Google search, you can find us, and we'll be happy to take your call. Spell the now law. N-A-O-U-L-O law.com. All right, because it's not normal. <laughs> of course, none of the problems. <laughs> Sammy, thanks so much for being with thank us. Thank you, Ruth, so much. And thank you all for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.